Yes, we're recording. This is the first time I've ever done this. We are semi-live. Semi, right we're semi-alive, uh, technically. Uh, hello, dear listener, One, just one of you out there. My name is Aaron Pruner, and uh, with me, I guess, as always, is... Uh, I'm, Eddie, I'm Eddie Doty. Yeah, the, the Garth to my Wayne. <laughs> I'll take Possibly, that. Possibly, sure. Uh, you're tuning into this uh, show called The Dad Word Spiral, and I'll get to that in a second, but I want to give a shout out to Dragon Wagon Radio for giving us a chance. Um, basically, this is a podcast about fatherhood, but not like every other podcast available about fatherhood. And what I mean by that is you're not going to be hearing us talk about uh, sports much or uh, let's see what else. We're not going to be, uh, 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 we're, we're basically not the type of people to wear camouflage diaper bags around our shoulders as we're trudging along through the, the forest with our rugged okay. babies. So I'm going to stop you right there. Are you? I, 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 okay. My first diaper bag that I had that was my own was a camo print diaper bag. Oh. With, with that said, with that said, it was a diaper bag. It was very clearly a diaper bag. It had these fluorescent orange zippers and pouches. It just happened to, it was a diaper bag that happened to be in a camo print. It was a gift from someone. (laughs) It was functional. It got a lot of use. That said, (laughs) but it was, okay. I have seen some diaper bags. No, dude, I saw an ad for, I don't even remember the brand name of it, but it was like, the ad was like, like, fuck your stupid, you know, girly diaper bags. Here's a man bag. And it literally, and I was in the army. So like, I, like it literally had uh, what we call Molly or it's like tactical webbing uh, that you see that like very, and like, like in real, like LBE and and military uniforms contain or like real Alice packs. Um, Well, not really Alice packs. It's like, it's got a new name now, but like, but like it was, it had the tactical webbing of like a real thing. It had the, like the Velcro pouches that said like, dad on it and it was just the stupidest bullshit like how insecure do you have to be to order that thing and be like yeah that's the only way i'll you know feed my kids like that's i think that's probably a good way to describe what we're trying to do here which is Is uh, feed our kids yeah just jesus christ like don't you don't have to like if you're the type of dad who would only order a tactical diaper bag uh, in order to feel good about yourself, this probably is not the podcast for you. Right. This is probably not like, or like, and no disrespect to anyone else, but, but you know, when we were planning this, you talked about finding a lot of like faith-based dad podcasts, which is like, well, you know, the key to good parenthood is just pray more. I suppose like nothing wrong with that. If that's your bag, that's fine. Uh, but that's definitely not what we're here to do. We are two gen X slash early millennial dads no no I'm, uh, you're nope. pure gen i'm i'm <laughs> i'm gen x but like i'm in that like zennial fate like i was born in 78 so i'm 42 so i'm like at the very end of gen x yeah but you're still gen x you're uh, you're you'd have to be I'm 81 to x, be a millennial yeah. my wife is a millennial I, and she hates it yeah I went to like Lollapalooza concerts. So like I'm, yeah. you know, in high school. So I'm I, I I'm still classified as like a Gen X parent. Well, but yeah, listen, we're 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 two straight dude parents 
married, married. No, like we, no, we were, we're straight dude parents who are married to cis women. And we, you know, we were, we're a couple of Gen X white dudes just trying to figure this out in real time. Uh, and I think that's kind of the theme of this is that no matter how many um, kids you have, uh, no matter how, you know, cause like I have three, you have one, it doesn't really matter. That doesn't count for as much parenthood is something you're, you're always endeavoring to get better at. You never really feel like you're great at, you just kind of do what you can. You go down the dadward spiral, if you will. Uh, and you just try to figure this out. And there, there's a lot, there's not a lot of other people to talk to. Dads are just sort of like not used to talking about this stuff in public at least, or at least at like at, with like other, a group of other dads in the same way that women do in our, that society encourages them to do so. We don't really have that. So this is one of hopefully a, a forum, I guess, like, I don't know how you would consider it, but uh, a, a place to kick off some of those conversations. Um, well, stuff that we we're all thinking. Continue. We should yeah. probably introduce ourselves and what, what oh, we sure. do and who we are. Yeah, go for it. Uh, my name is Aaron Pruner, and I'm sure some of you listening to this would know me from my previous podcast about television called uh, Punch Drunk TV. And it used to be past the F and remote at a website that Eddie also worked at called Geek Nation that uh, no longer yeah. exists. Yeah, for good reason. Uh, I started off as an actor in this city, and I currently work as a freelance entertainment writer, um, which really makes living through a pandemic even more interesting because I have a toddler here and I can never watch TV. So writing about it is fun. Um, but that's kind of the other thing before I hand this off to Eddie, the, the thing that my, my daughter just turned two years old and I never thought I was going to be a dad. And I never really had a positive perspective of fathers. My father was never there. And my grandfather died in an accident. My great grandfather was in the Holocaust. So it's this weird sort of feeling of being cursed or legacy issue of mine in that, well, I'm never going to be a dad because I don't want to ha hand this off to a kid. And now that I am a dad, it's, I am so aware of the way our culture perceives fathers and the extremely low expectations everyone has on dads. It's mirrored in TV shows and music and movies. And uh, I hear it all the time. And I want to try to break that. I want to break the habit of just the general public applauding dads for showing up to do the bare minimum because we need to do more than just that. Uh, and now that I am a dad, I'm very aware of everything I'm doing and could be doing better. So I was listening to uh, different fatherhood podcasts, even looking around on the internet, just in general for parenting content. It's all mommy blogs. When I see editors putting calls out for pitches about parenthood, um, you know, issues, lifestyle stuff. It's all moms. And I know dads don't want to fucking talk, but like, I kind of feel like we need to, Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, and what Eddie was saying earlier, seriously, if you want a Jesus dad podcast, there's a bunch of them. There's comedy dad podcasts out there. I'm pretty sure I can be pretty funny at times. Uh, this isn't barstool sports. So if you're looking for that, go listen to that. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Now that I am a dad, I feel like every day I'm doing something wrong and every little move I make might be fucking up my daughter. But I guess that's what every parent goes through. But my main 
my main drive is to now explore how fatherhood impacts men who are fathers and people who grew up with fathers and even people who grew up without fathers and how that lack of a father figure in their life could just shape who they are. Cause I never had a father in my life. And so, or a grandfather or a great grandfather. So like doing this, I feel like it's a clean slate and what better way to figure it out than having a conversation. Yeah, no, it's, and, and that's, you, there's a lot to, there's a lot to dig in there too. Right. Because I think it's, we all kind of like, I think every man who becomes a father immediately goes to the reference point of, you know, their own childhood, just like every, you know, um, everyone who has a mother kind of like they impart their reference because it's all, you know, right. And that's why it's so easy to default into the patterns that your parents raised you with, because that's all, you know, you don't have these conversations, certainly before parenting where everybody theorizes like, well, when I become a dad, I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to do that. And sure enough, you know, it's cliche because it's true. You find yourself doing some of those things, but I think the best dads are the ones who can hold on to what their parents did right and improve some of the things that their parents or that their dad didn't do right. Um, and going back to introduce, my name's Eddie Doty. I work in TV and film and, and a lot of digital and live streaming. Currently, I work at Twitch. Uh, I podcasting wise, I used to be a cast member of this of a podcast called Down in Front, uh, and then I used to host a documentality podcast over at Geek Nation. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, so one of these, that. one of these episodes, we'll go into that. We'll get into all that. Um, but, and, and yeah, and I've just been, and, you know, coming from unscripted and nonfiction and, you know, staying in that sort of genre my entire career now doing a lot of live streaming stuff. Um, a big part of the, the big, the big through lines for all that is just having honest conversations and, and finding the value in that. And yeah, to your point, there's no, there's not a lot of just, podcast by dads for dads uh that drop the pretense um and just get right to the heart of the matter which is like none of us know what the hell we're doing at any given time the ones who think they know what they're doing all the time those are the ones you actually have to watch out for um because kids are these little chaos marvels that um will destroy your best laid plans i have three children <laughs> i have three children uh my oldest son will turn 10 in january uh, my, my son, great. That was my son, Grayson. My son, Riker, uh, just turned six and my daughter, Milena, uh, is 18 months. And, uh, yeah, I'm 42. Uh, my dad was older when he had me. I'm the youngest of four boys, but we all have a different, um, uh, uh, mom or dad. So I have a, I have a brother who we have the same mom. I have two brothers. We have the same dad. Um, my father passed away, uh, before I even met my wife. So he, you know, never got to meet my grandkids or get, meet his grandkids, my kids. I never got to talk to him really about like, oh shit, I'm going to be a dad. Therefore teach me, you know, all the things just going off of memory and memory of the things that I thought he did really, really well. And the things that he did not do well at all. Um, you know, he had, a, me and him had a much better relationship than him and his father that was, uh, you know, and it's not, that's not entirely my story to tell, but needless to say, they were not close. And, um, and, you know, so there was, I give my father credit for doing a better job with me than his father had done with him. And I would even say 
doing a better job with me than he did with my brothers. Um, because I lucked out in a lot of ways. My brothers did not come out of that situation particularly uh, well. So for me, it's like, okay, you know, I could have had a hell of a lot worse, but how do I, and you hear my daughter crying in the background. Uh, I We're probably going to have that happen yeah, in every that's, episode. That's going to be a staple of this, I think. Um, you know, how do I make enough improvements on what I've known without falling into those same traps? Uh, that's the question I still struggle with. I still, to this day, find myself displaying, you know, elements of my father's temper that I never thought I even had. And so now it's like, how do I become so self-aware to the point where I, I um, can mitigate some of that stuff early and not develop it into habit? Um, those are the challenges. And there's like, you're not going to, you're not going to hear that in a lot of other dad podcasts. It's more about like, you know, what's the best, uh, you know, fishing trip to take with your son, it, you know, screw that. I just, I just want to make sure that like in this crazy pandemic time that we have, um, how can we do like, how can we be most effective and how can we be honest with ourselves and, um, and, and not, you know, fuck things up too bad. That's, that's kind of all I'm going for. Um, cause I think if you, as long as you care, as long as you give a shit, you're doing better than many. Um, but at the same time, to your point earlier, um, uh, so little is expected of us. Um, uh, you know, it's like, yeah, I, I want to be part of a generation that like helps redefine what being a father is. Uh, that's at yeah. least my hope for this whole thing. Yeah. So that's my mission. Yeah. I, you know, I'm the guy that came up with the title. I wanted to do a yeah. podcast about fatherhood. I called it the dad word spiral because of the year and a half long anxiety attack that I experienced when I learned uh, my wife was pregnant into the four yeah. days of labor that my wife experienced to having this baby yeah. after decades of saying I was never going to ever be a father. So hopefully we can, I can, I'm sure Eddie already has some answers. I don't, but hopefully I can come away with this with a better understanding of what fathers mean, you know, what fatherhood means. Yeah. Different people. I, buddy, I don't, I don't have, answers i have perspectives you're a producer you have answers i have perspectives i okay. have <laughs> no for real i have like i don't have the answers honey bear no you cannot play with that that will literally chop your finger off i would like you to refer to me as honey bear from now on honey bear you, oh, you've always been my honey bear aaron uh no but like i you know i don't i have a perspective i, I i've earned that much um but i don't i don't know you know Gosh, I hope I hope a chunk of what I'm doing is right. I know I'm very hard on myself. I know like my wife and my mom and my friends and family like all go on about how great a dad I am. And I want to believe him. But like you said, society has like ingrained in us. And I'll, and I'll go ahead and say it like patriarchy has ingrained in us this like idea that like a dad doesn't have to do that much to be effective. I, I have had way too many instances, uh, like, I mean, God, whether it's at the park, I remember one time, like my wife teaches dance, she teaches on the weekends. And so therefore for a good chunk of time on the weekends, it's just me and the kids. Um, and I remember, you know, pre COVID, um, no baby girl. No, no. I remember pre COVID, 
going to CPK with the kids. And this was even before my daughter. It was just me and my sons. And I sat us at a booth. I ordered our food. I fed them. Um, they were, my boys were well-behaved. And we had a fun time. Pretty unremarkable. And a woman in the restaurant came up to me as she was leaving and saying, like, I just wanted to say I was watching the entire time. You are so amazing with those boys. And it was just so lovely to see that. And I'm like, thank you. But Jesus Christ, my wife does this all the time. Right. How many people, how many people go up to her and say, oh, my God, you are the best mom. Like, no, no one, because that's expected that the that is the bare minimum expectation for a woman. And it is fucking a plus for dudes. And like, that's no. And the last <laughs> thing I want to have happen is for me to start believing that shit. I don't want to, I don't want to like ever think that me responsibly having them in a restaurant and feeding them food is the, is the watershed moment of my fatherhood career. Right? Like, like, I don't know. I, I was uh, praised once for pushing Lily, my daughter in a stroller down the Jesus street. Christ. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I was pushing a stroller and holding my son's hand. And and someone and someone literally walked by and went, "Oh, we got a super dad right here." I'm like, "Do we? <laughs> right. uh, Where? Yeah, yeah it's, who is the super dad? Because it ain't me. It's 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 profound to me because I know what my life is here. I know what my experience is here. But then I, I before COVID happened, I went to a friend's birthday and I met a guy who has, I guess, two kids, and he. He mentioned, oh, that's what the wife does with regards to feeding the kid, putting clothes oh, on the kid, changing him. the diapers. And I'm like, what? Because nope. I was talking about how I, you know, put my daughter down for a nap. I change her diapers I put on. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, that, I don't do any of that. And I'm like, what do you do? Ridiculous. I, I, it blows my mind. But apparently that is that is a very common thing. I guess it's expected. And I, that's what I also want to get down to the, the bottom of is that these popular expectations and tropes that are handed down to the point where like people still dads still don't show up because they're not expected to. So they don't think they, they think they're doing what they have to do. And in some situations they are when they have a job and the wife doesn't. And so they're off a lot at work or whatever, but not right now. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, the, that's the other thing is that like especially now um and it sucks because like i, I work a pretty you know i don't want to say intense but like a, a a job that is you know got a lot of responsibility to it and i'm in a lot of meetings on you know with people on both coasts and but then in that i got to figure out time to do my writing and you know to do the reports i write and stuff um and uh in the midst of all that my wife is running homeschool for two kids and it's not like and her and I have had this conversation, like, don't feel like I can't walk Millie or I can't like take the kids for a few minutes or like it, it, there's, I have breaks. I can still get that stuff done. It's, yeah. you know, it's hard. I can't do as much as you can. And, you know, she works and her job just, she happens to teach in the evening or on the weekends. And so it's like, you know, it's, it's so strange that, because like, um, and thankfully, I, you know, not to shill, but like I work at a place that is 
incredibly sensitive to parenting issues, incredibly encouraging of dads being equally involved and makes all sorts of concessions and is very proactive about that stuff. I'm very lucky and, and privileged in that regard. Um, Cause I think of a lot of families that don't have that, but it's just, it's, it's tough that when COVID hit, we just defaulted to this thing. Well, daddy's going to work and mommy's going to be with the kids. And like, I really resented that. I really resented that. Like it, it was just, that society was structured in a way to where when a disaster hits, those are the roles we fall into. Yeah. That's, that's like society has deemed that my job is worth X amount of dollars and that her job is worth X amount of dollars. And therefore, if one of our jobs has to sacrifice or have reduced hours, it's going to be hers. Like, I hate that. I hate that shit. I hate that it, it's worked out that way. Um, that's a, that's a larger discussion, but I think it's very telling of the dads who are aware of that and resent it, even as they're active participants in it versus the dads who don't even fucking think about it. Um, yeah. yeah. So if you're the other dad, uh, actually, no, if you are the other type of dad, you need to listen to this podcast cause you got some growth to do, son. You got some, you got some, some learning to do. So I don't know if, if Jake and I are the, or if Aaron and I are the, uh, the two people to help you learn it, but somebody's got to. So, uh, I'm not a teacher. But here's hoping I will impart some sort of wisdom. Um, I want to wrap up our episode zero, zero <laughs> our inauguration into your ear holes, dear listenership. Uh, and before we go, I should probably point out that Eddie and I are kind of nerdy. Uh, I, I met Eddie at San Diego Comic Con in yes. 2003. Yeah, four. Uh, was it four? 2004. I I met, well. And and he he was uh, initially introduced to me as like basically a nerdy karate kid uh, because he knew martial wrong. arts and was more nerdy than me. That was my first ever Comic-Con. Um, Look, I played I a nerd on TV. No. I played a nerd on TV. That doesn't mean I'm that nerdy in real life. I don't Fair know. Enough. Fair you, enough. You, you watch anime stuff I've never even heard of. I and, don't play video i don't watch games. i don't watch no i i i watched i've watched listen i i watched like the classic anime stuff when it was like when Which it had the unfortunate more than me fair i'd like i'm talking like akira and like robotech yeah. and like yeah. a, li- a little robotech. bit of bubblegum and apple seed but nothing like i don't watch i don't watch the modern stuff i don't watch like ruby or like uh my point yeah is that we're probably going to talk about specific uh, references in pop yes. culture and entertainment over the years. Eddie and I also have a, a commonality with regards to the goth industrial scene in Los Angeles circa <laughs> the 90s and early 2000s. So yes. if you were wondering about the theme music of this podcast or the dramatic artwork that brought you here, possibly through iTunes, that may give you a little understanding of the brooding uh, dark goth kids that are hiding beneath our handsome veneers. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I actually have. This is how bad it is, uh, Aaron. I have a goth workout Spotify playlist because um, I started. I started, I started <laughs> what, working it, out a bunch again? of sideways dancing. No, I'll, 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 I will list it off. I <laughs> no, I because I recently got I, I used to be a somewhat competitive athlete and then dad happened. And then um, and so I started hitting that. But like last couple of years, last year, I've really gotten back into shape. I've lost like 30 pounds. Yeah, you've been uh, doing uh, updates I'm, online. 
Yeah, I've been, watching I've been, I've been, your I watch my, your workout videos while I like pop uh, kettle corn in my mouth, <laughs> laying on the couch I'll, watching TV. I, I will eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich immediately afterwards, but like I, you know, at least while I'm doing it, uh, and it's like blood group and front two four two and Susie and Shudder to think and the cult in my how, life with the real kill cult and how do you how work to out to and, Susie and the Banshees? Uh, dude, it, no, it's actually like okay, so like I do a lot of what's called like EMOM workouts, which is like every minute on the minute, which is like or like Tabata stuff, which is like intense work, rest, intense work, rest, and so when uh, Cities and Dust comes on, that's like a good oh, like yeah, that's, that's like the, a good like mid workout like catch your breath kind of thing and then like cut out your tongue by blood group will come on and then it's like yeah let's start swinging this fucking kettlebell because i don't yeah i get rid of this cholesterol like it's you know that's that's <laughs> yeah i'm going to i'm no honey you are not having another fig bar um i no, want another fig bar she's not reasonable right now um but like no it's like you know it's it, you need you need to mix it up you need to exile uh calories to the eternal pit of despair uh, and what better way to do it than with goth music? Um, <laughs> Exorcist. That was great. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the eternal pit of despair. Yeah. Uh, and you know how you get to the eternal pit of despair? How? Via the dad word spiral. That's right. Where do you think it leads? I just or maybe... Said- or maybe we start at the bottom and like the point of this podcast is to work our way out of it. I don't know. So so I should change the theme music to Drake. Started <laughs> at the bottom. Now. Yeah. You know yeah. what? We're getting to that time at night. We're recording this at night. My daughter is screaming in the other room because she's yeah. protesting going to bed. Uh, Eddie's been down this road before with kids when they start getting their molars. And that is <sighs> yeah. a Millie's, situation. Millie's got her back molars coming in she's like digging she's like grabbing pencils and like jamming yeah. them back there and like uh, just, my like, daughter took a up. knife <laughs> she grabbed Jesus a Christ. knife and um and then she grabbed daddy's keys and then she grabbed a pair of scissors and i'm like where stop it does your let me ask you does your daughter instinctively know the most lethal option and then she immediately goes for that because mine does it seems so but she's very polite about it how so She'll ask before she grabs. Well, that's good. That buys you time. And that like she that can be reasoned with. Millie, I literally had the dishwasher open the other day and it was dry. And like I pulled out the bottom rack, which has all the utensils. She literally stopped, looked at it for about four seconds. And it was kind of a, a standoff. Right. And so I don't know what she's going to do. I don't want to yell at her if she hasn't like reached for anything yet. She immediately goes for my chef's knife. Just immediately, like in one motion, she grabs it, yanks it out. She's she has a seven inch chef's knife in her hand. And I'm like, fucking hell. And then like I have to like very I have to like slow. I have to, she's like a, a cobra. I have to like slowly approach and I have to defang the snake, as we say in 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 Filipino fighting. Uh, I have to like grab her weapon hand and disarm her in like a very gentle way. But it's like she it's like she was thinking about what is the sharpest, deadliest thing I could possibly get. And she went for it and she got it. And it's nuts. Yeah, I don't have that problem. Yeah, I don't know. She's and my boys didn't do that either. My boys were just pure chaos engines. They would literally just you know, they could either grab the Nerf ball or the brick. Like it would, you never knew what they were going to do. It was kind of fun. Um, she always goes for the deadliest option. I, I don't, I'm, I, I don't know how I would react 
to any of that. And I wouldn't have minded it so much if that was my first kid, but she's my last and I'm on my, and I'm 42, man. I don't got, I don't got the energy for that shit. Dude, I'm 44 and my wife keeps saying she wants another. And I'm like, not during the pandemic. That's Uh, a whole other conversation is like having kids at like, cause like women justifiably like are very sensitive to when like they're done having kids, but with guys, we're just expected like, yeah, if you're, and part of it is, you know, like age discrepancies, but like, you know, men like we're at a certain age, we should just have enough sense to like, no, I won't be able to handle like the 2 a.m. feedings. I can't do that anymore. Like yeah. this last one kicked my ass really good. Baby girl. No, we talked about this. We talked about this. I'm so sorry. I'll listen next time. <laughs> sorry. Every time you say it, I'm going to do it. Um, Fair I, enough. I, I got to say, Eddie, you talk a lot, which is good. But oh, also, sorry, I was man. trying to end this conversation because I'm you sorry. got your hands full still. No, don't be sorry to me. Are you kidding me? I'm exhausted with one kid. You have three. I don't understand how you're working a full-time job at home and also with all this stuff and, and are still, you know, wide-eyed and energetic talking to me. I have really good ADHD meds that make me very wakeful. That's so, what it is. What it is yeah. with me and doing podcasts with people with ADHD. You're all uh, fast. You're fast talkers and uh, an idea machines. Yeah, it's well. You know, don't get me wrong. At eleven o'clock, I will be comatose. Uh, but you know, oh, I'll be up because I have bad anxiety problems. But that's good to know. Oh, oh, I, I oh, I, I have my share. I just, you know, the way I'm on modafinil. So when I pop that sucker at like seven a.m., I'm good, and then it just stops, and then my body just stops. So it's, 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 yeah. At What's least that's called? my experience with it. Modafinil. It's a. Uh, it's actually the. Um, it's a drug originally designed for narcoleptics to make sure that their brains didn't just stop working oh. uh, due to falling asleep. But they found it had really good comorbidity with uh, adult ADHD people who didn't want to, who didn't want to go on like Adderall or Ritalin um, because that's it, it's those are essentially amphetamines. And like if you didn't want to go on Adderall or Ritalin um, as an adult, they one of the things they have you on is modafinil because it, it's not as it is a controlled substance, but not to the same degree, not in the same category as Adderall. And, and therefore it's less scrutinous to, to be prescribed it. So uh, my doctor was like, try it. If it doesn't work, we'll move you up, but that's a good like starting place. And once we got the dosage dialed in, it was like, for me, perfect. It was uh, exactly what I needed to address my, my ADHD issues. Wow. I just take herbal supplements and hope for the best. Yeah. Yeah. But that you can have, that's fine. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're reaching through the computer and handing me my beer. Um, so I am officially going to signal to wrapping up this episode because originally Good. this was only supposed to be 15 minutes. And now How long do we go? I don't know. This is like 40 something. Whatever. <laughs> we, 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 are, we have important things to discuss. And no one to talk to. Well, you're yes. in you're in Zoom meetings all day. I'm just I'm I am at the point right now in my life where I reference the toilet as the potty, and oh. I I talk about myself in third person always to make my daughter understand. Right, right. So totally, that's where I'm totally at. fair. Um, but yeah, Eddie, I want to thank you for going with me on this journey. I'm very pleased to be here. Truly, truly, and it's an honor. Uh, for future episodes, we're gonna have guests. So yes. For any of you people who may get tired of just hearing our voices, we're going to have some, we're planning on having some uh, people you you may 
know of much sexier people than us. Much, I you yes, that. yes, much, much sexier people. I mean, I am. I'm not that difficult to look at. I I, I don't want to toot my own horn or anything. I, I, I'm easy on the eyes. I'm just not like a snack or anything. I watch like, you work out on Instagram. Or is it I, Facebook? I probably both. I'm bad at without both, a so. shirt on, man. I, <laughs> I I well, but again, I'm trying to normalize. Yeah, like I'm trying to normalize. Like, hey, you don't have to have a fucking six pack to because I because I used to. I used to have like really good abs, and then I didn't. And then um, I used to love being without a shirt on. I used to live in Hawaii. I used to love walking around without a shirt, and like I just. I, you know, I, I lost that somewhere because we could have that, I, you know, conversation yeah, because I conversation. had a, I had a complex in kindergarten where I wouldn't wear anything that didn't have long sleeves. So yeah. you, you walked around without shirts on and I never took mine off. Wore sweaters yeah, well, in a hundred degrees, but that's another, yeah, we have another so story. many, there's so many tangents here, but um, it's Eddie, almost like we should have a podcast or something. Dear listeners. Dragon Wagon Radio. Dragon Wagon, by the way, is a nickname for a tank. Did you? You, you were in the army. You knew that, right? Uh, no, I did not. I wasn't I in. Up, I, I wasn't in armor. I was in our. I was in ordnance. So I didn't. I didn't really know yeah, all the tank stuff. I don't, I don't stuff. know what any of this means. You were talking earlier about different things in a diaper bag. The army stuff. You're gonna have to. I. It was all over my head. You were using L. B E and A F R different abbreviation. Like I'm gonna know what the fuck you're talking about. Fair I, enough. I'm a Nebuchadnezzar Jew from the San Fernando Valley. Come on, I have bone spurs, and I really do have bunions in my feet. They wouldn't have let me in anyways. But regardless of that, yeah. If if you watch, if you watch, uh, uh, what is it? Um, Brighton Beach Memoirs. I'm yes. Epstein. But okay. Uh, I digress. Um, we're wrapping up. I, Eddie, if people want to follow you on social media and if you want to share where they could follow you. Yeah. Can you do so right now? Yeah, I can. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Kirby dot matrix. Uh, and then if you uh, want to go to my Twitch page, that's uh, twitch.tv slash zero dork 30. Uh, that is, I, I stream, I try to stream like once a month. Uh, I'm trying to wrap it up. Oh, and I, uh, I DM a, uh, I, I game master a role playing game over at Q times. So that's twitch.tv slash Q times Q U E Q U E U E times. Uh, I do that every Tuesday or so. Yeah. Cause yeah. you're a nerd. Yeah, man. See, see, you've proven my point. I know so many people who DM things online. It's, it's, quite a thing it's probably a really fun yeah I was, I was just invited today to go to a virtual escape room on zoom for oh a yeah tv show that's coming out on uh, halloween everybody's doing that now man i'm telling so you weird. that is it's, such a thing it's so weird the next episode we're gonna be recording we're gonna talk about halloween and home parent homeschooling stuff and uh and all of that so Stick with us. I am, by the way, if you're curious where you can find me, I'm Aaron Flux on Twitter. And uh, I believe I just changed my username on Facebook to Aaron W. Pruner, as well as on Instagram. I'm not on TikTok or Snapchat. No, I no don't, I'm not on TikTok either. I don't Twitch. I, I do Twitch probably in my sleep, but I don't Twitch <laughs> on the internet. I could have been Twitching throughout this entire conversation, but only Eddie would have 
been able to tell me. I don't know if you can tell I've had some alcohol and it's been a long ass day. It's a long day, so, man. Um, it's been so long. Every episode we record is probably going to be after a really long day for both of us. But I want to thank you all for listening. Thank you to Dragon Wagon Radio for having us. And uh, thank you to this brand new bed for supporting my aching back. <laughs> Goodbye, Eddie. Goodbye, Aaron. Dragon Wagon.